You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Half-Baked. Hello. Johnny, I hope you're sitting down. Yeah, this I'm is the breakthrough we've been waiting for. I can Im- Here's yeah. what I want you to do. I want you to install a mirror in the studio. Mm-hmm. That way, when you're doing your show, mm-hmm. you can see how you sound to people. How do I need a mirror? It, 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 to it hold doesn't... on your nose and see if any fog builds up on it to prove that you're still alive. You okay, all right, about? enough. Look, I have my own ideas. In fact, actually, before you called, I was about to try out one of my ideas. And let me guess what it was. An hour of silence squeezed into a half an hour radio show. Yeah, no, I have an anth- I have an idea which is sort of uh, an anthropological experiment in a way. Oh, that's funny because I was just reading how the kids today really want to hear about anthropological experiments on the radio. I, I actually, I'm kind of proud of this idea. I think it's interesting. Okay. There are a lot of Jonathan Goldsteins out there. I notice that all the time. I'm not the only one. A lot of pretenders to the throne. There's a lot of them out there. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Jonathan Goldstein. In point of fact, there are actually three different Jonathan Goldsteins in the, the very city that I live. And what I wanted to do was call up each of them to see, you know, the ways in which our lives are different, but also similar because of our shared name. Wait, did you hear that? I think that was the sound of Edward R. Murrow rolling over in his grave. I think it's a nice idea. You know what your problem is? There, are there any other Gregor Ehrlichs? No. You see? And that you're envious because you wish that you had other Gregor Ehrlichs to talk to. If I met someone with my own name, I'd punch him in the face as hard as I could. Why? Why? I, I want nothing to do with me or my name or my face or my anything. Well, you, you know, you're just being hostile. I think that, uh, you know, that I could reach out to these other Jonathan Goldsteins and we can all, I don't know, like become friends even. Could you imagine how cool that would be? Like, you know, like a whole bunch of Jonathan Goldsteins out on the town. Can you imagine? Hi, my name is Jonathan Goldstein. This is my cohort and partner in crime, Jonathan Goldstein. Would you ladies care for some drinks? An army of Jonathan Goldsteins (laughs) nibbling on cheese and crackers with their glasses all smeared up with their fingers touching the cheese and touching their glasses lens. All right, look, I think that it's a nice radio story. I call up these people and, you know what I mean, and maybe it'll be sort of like a, a, a lost, you know, discovering a lost brother, you know? What are the chances that you would meet someone named Jonathan Goldstein, who's a nice guy, when I have not been able to do that myself? All right. I really think that you maybe have eaten some paint chips. You know what? I'm going to do this thing, and I'm going to set out to prove you wrong. And I will, you know, you're going to see. I I will make this work. All right. Just call me back when you finish. Well, okay. I will. Failing to find someone who has something in common with you and your same name. Is this uh, Jonathan Goldstein speaking? Yes, who's this? Well, it, m- my my name is, is also Listen, uh, uh, I'm Jonathan. at a hockey game right now. I'm on my son's hockey game. What do you want? I'm, I, I too, am, am Jonathan Goldstein. Jeffrey, get back in there. Jeffrey, you're skating too wide. Skating too wide. Hello? I, I, Who are you again? What, what do you I'm, want? I'm, well, I'm... Jo- yeah, well, hit back. In the ring, you hit back. I, I, mind your own. I'm talking to my son. If this isn't a good time, I can call you. This is. Oh, come on. What was that? Look, take me off your list. Don't call me back. All right. 
No, I, I don't want to give to the Shriners. I, I don't want any ink for my printer. I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. If I get another phone call from any of you guys, I'm going to sue. I... Hello, uh, is is this uh, Jonathan Goldstein speaking? Hello, con permiso, no te no te entiendo. Uh, 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 J Jonathan Goldstein? Sí, 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 Jonathan Goldstein. ¿Qué quieres? You're you're uh, you're Jonathan Goldstein? Jonathan Goldstein, sí. ¿Quién es? Uh, I I'm I'm Jonathan Goldstein. Sí, soy Jonathan Goldstein. ¿Cómo te llamas? No, right, no, I'm. You, you don't speak English? English, no. I, no, hablo español. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks anyway. Okay, chao, chao. Bye. Hello? Hi, uh, may I speak to Jonathan Goldstein, please? Uh, who's calling? Jonathan Goldstein. This is uh, Jonathan Goldstein. Right, and 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 I'm and I'm Jonathan Goldstein. I, I um. Your, your name is uh, is also Jonathan Goldstein. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Goldstein as well. Yeah, maybe you've heard of me. I, I have a radio show on the CBC. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, and your name is also Jonathan Goldstein. It's Jonathan Goldstein. And you you're calling me. Right. What a, what a coincidence. Well, no, uh, well, not entirely a coincidence. Um, it's, a, it's an idea that I had for my radio program in which I would call up other Jonathan Goldsteins of all other walks of life. That, that's, that's really something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I thought, you know, that maybe there is some form of shared experience that springs from having the same name. Oh, man. That's a great idea. Uh, have you ever met any other Jonathan Goldsteins? No, no, never met another Jonathan Goldstein. Huh, yeah, and, and neither had I, and that's why I decided to, to embark on this... Uh, uh, what, what is it that you do, Jonathan? I'm a, um, a dog groomer. I, I, uh, I um, you know, uh, wash and, uh, and cut the hair of other people's uh, pets, uh, animals. Are you a pet lover? No, no. I, I, I get bitten quite often, and it's scratched. And really? How, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. How often do you get bitten? Uh, I don't know, hourly? E you mean eat every day? Absolutely. I mean, bitten, scratched, uh, you know, uh, uh, peed on... Uh, you name it. I mean, I, I, I completely disrobe before I, I even come in the home and uh, move on with my day. And at home, are you a married man? Uh, I'm, I'm not, no. <clears throat> well, let me ask you this. Um, I mean, when you were a kid, were you, I mean, were you happy with the name Jonathan Goldstein? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, um, it's kind of long, you know, as you know, to, to, to write it on your yeah. school papers. And right, right, right. Did you ever find, like, when you were in school, you didn't have enough room in the space to put your name? Oh, yeah, oh my, yeah, kind of, totally. like, scrunch yeah. up the steen at the end. Yeah, I, I would often, um, I've always run out of room. Uh, do you, do you have, uh, do you have any hobbies? Uh, hobby, hobbies, um... I do tend to pick up a, a, a matchbook uh, um, from the restaurants that I go to. Yeah. Uh, I have this uh, vase here. I've filled up uh, probably, uh, you know, a, a full third of it uh, with um, various uh, matchbook um, cases. And do you, do you smoke? Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, no, I don't really have the stomach for it.
Do you use the uh, the matches to light a candelabra or? No, no, I don't. I don't have any candles. The wax. Uh, it's quite messy. Quite messy. Jonathan Goldstein. Jonathan Goldstein. Yep, Jonathan Goldstein. A couple of Jonathan Goldsteins. I, I find that you know among my friends, they call me John or Johnny. Do do people do people have nicknames for you? Uh, no, no, just just Jonathan. Or Jay. No. Goldstein. Do they ever call you Goldstein or Goldie? It's pretty much just Jonathan uh, Goldstein. Jonathan. Oh, okay. What about um, do you ever do you ever get in situations where people accidentally refer to you as Jonathan Goldstein? No, no, I, I wouldn't say. <clears throat> so, uh, Jonathan Goldstein, um, what do you got planned for the rest of the evening, Jonathan Goldstein? Um, I hadn't totally decided yet. I was going to either have the uh, the meatloaf or the, uh, but, the uh, 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 turkey. Go ahead. I mean, call me Jonathan Goldstein. I mean, I, I find it's it sort of gives me a rush. Uh, okay, uh, so Jonathan Goldstein, um, uh, do you have a sister, Jonathan Goldstein? I do. Uh, why do you ask? Oh, um, I, I just thought it'd be something if uh, you know if I if I was to marry your sister, uh, she wouldn't have to change her name. I mean, can you can you imagine they they print out the the invitation and it would say, you know, your sister's marrying Jonathan Goldstein, uh, her brother. Yeah, you know, and then it, what a surprise it would be when they realized it was a different, uh, <clears throat> a different Jonathan Goldstein. Right. Uh, is, is 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 your sister? Is she married? Your sister? Yeah, she's married. Oh, oh. I guess that uh, that wouldn't really work. Or anything. Right. Okay. Well. Anyway. I really appreciate your time. Thanks thanks for talking to me. All right, well, you, you have my number. We should do this more often. Then. Yeah, great Yeah, great talking to you. All right, Jonathan Goldstein. <laughs> Jonathan Goldstein. You like a cousin or anything, or an aunt? I gotta go. Hello? Hello? Gregor. Yo. You were right. It was a disaster. I don't know why I would have thought that just because someone has the same name as me, they have anything in common with me. The first couple Jonathan Goldsteins I called just hung up on me pretty much off the bat. One of them didn't even speak English. You're making me sad. And then the third one, I had absolutely nothing in common with this guy. I mean, he was a dog groomer, and he was just completely lame and desperate. Lame, did you say? It was just pathetic. Wait a second, then I take it back. I was wrong. What, what do you... you did have something in common with that we guy. We have nothing in common, okay? This it guy was, was a lame You're kind of less than stellar in some category. What is that supposed to mean? Lameness. Look, I like you, Johnny. You're my friend. I'm just saying... Some people might be less fascinated by you than others. He was a lot lamer than I am. Let's not let lameness judge lameness, shall we? His hobby is collecting matchbooks. I don't see what's lame about that. Matchbooks are interesting. What do you collect? Regrets? Mistakes? Thank you. Matchbooks might be a nice change of pace. Gregor, this guy, I mean, this guy was a, a sad, lonely man. Wait, you're confusing me. Why don't we call him Jonathan Goldstein number two is a sad, lonely man? Because the Jonathan Goldstein number one that I know is a sad, lonely man. All right. I got a new theory. Do you have a call waiting on your phone? You just called yourself. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you hang it up once. I didn't call, call myself. It's like, still me. You were just on the phone with yourself. I didn't call myself. Come on, everybody. I said, now let's play again.
So I have Dave Bronstetter in the studio here with me. Hello, Jonathan. I've invited you in to read a story, which I've written. Yeah. Because as I was writing it more and more, I found myself hearing it spoken in your voice. I, I, I realized that. And you got the story that I sent you. Yes. And, and, and I was intrigued it. immediately. And, and you've seen that it makes reference to, to drugs. That's, that's right. And the ingestion of... Uh, when I was young, allegedly. The character that you're playing. The character. Because you yourself, you've never... No, I never have. Well, I mean, alcohol is a drug. I've had a beer now and then, but... Once but in a while, after a particularly stressful day. Yes. In a sense, it's actually a cautionary tale. It is. It certainly is. And I think it's a story that needs to be told. And that's why I've invited you to, to read this. Well, I, I look at it as a great opportunity as well as an honor. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel great about it. Do you? I do. You're just just high on energy, though. There's there's no. I'm high on I'm high on you. I'm high on oh, Dave. Okay, Dave Bronstetter. So I could be an illicit drug, but I think the point is the point we're trying to make. Yeah, is that we do not condone drug use. We're not condoning drugs. No way. All right. So without a do or a don't, here you go. Here's the script. Off we go then. All right, and uh, cue the music. <laughs> is my 16-year-old. He's a good kid, keeps out of trouble, and I think we have a pretty open and honest relationship. So earlier this evening, when he asked me if I'd ever done any drugs, I decided I wanted to answer him with complete honesty. I have done drugs, I said. I've smoked, toked, snorted, skin-popped, huffed, and injected between my toes every drug I could get my hands on. And you know what, Harry? I regret every last experience. It was all terrible, right out of the gate. I sat him down on the rumpus room couch, poured myself a bourbon, and related to him the whole sordid story. The first time I went looking for drugs, I was about your age, and it was the 60s. I went looking for a guy named Freddy Dimebag Duchesne. Duchesne kept a carpeted van in the school's breezeway that he sat in all day, never attending class. Inside the van was a kitchenette, had a hot plate, so Duchesne and his cronies just sat inside all day long, frying eggs and smoking hash. I was a pretty bookwormy little fellow and was worried about going to see Duchesne but he was the only person I knew who dealt narcotics. So old Dimebag, it was. I knocked on the door of his van. There was silence, and then a burst of drug-assisted laughter. It seemed that I was the first person who'd ever actually knocked on the door of Duchesne's van. Most people who went there looking for drugs either just walked in or yelled into the window, Yo, Dimebag! From that point on... I became known as Miss Manners. Inside the van, the smell of buttery fried eggs and hash was oppressive. For the first few minutes, I could hardly breathe. The 
first thing Duchesne asked me was if I was a narc. Do you see, Harry? Drug-induced paranoia. I assure you, I said, with my word as a gentleman, that I'm no narc. Duchesne grabbed me by my ruffled collar, brought my face close up to his and said, Miss Manners, you better not be. So you see, Harry, I hadn't even so much as puffed a doobie, and already I had had my honor questioned and my collar crushed. Not too auspicious a beginning, huh? And you see, in the drug world, that's actually quite par for the course. Okay, Miss Manners, Duchesne said, let's get down to biz. He then tossed aside the cards he was rifling through, like the wheeling and dealing weasel that he was. What can I do for you, my main man? he asked. I'd like some weed, I said. I'd heard from the school guidance counselor that grass was an entry drug, and that was what I was interested in, entering. This was the 60s, Harry. Go-go boots, go-go dancers, laughing and wallabies. So I wanted to turn on. It's sad, really, Harry, looking back on it now, but that's the way it was. Thing is, Miss Manners, said Duchesne, we're plumb out of stock. All I've got is some acid. It's good stuff, causing quite a stir. It's called Hong Kong Surprise. He said it was unlike anything that had come before it. He expressed some pain about sharing it with such a novice, someone who had never grooved on any lighter stuff to compare it with, but he said he'd sell me a couple of tabs. Take both at the same time, he said. Also, down them with prune juice. It'll help prolong the high. Duchesne asked me when I intended to take them, and I said Saturday morning. And he said, where? And I said, Jefferson Park. And he said that that was a classy choice. And then he might have called me Miss Manners another half dozen times, and I left the van with two tabs of Hong Kong Surprise in my wallet. When Saturday morning came around, I was all set. I put on my good fall windbreaker, and I placed the tabs in the pocket... I also poured some prune juice into some Tupperware and headed down to the park. I found myself a bench under a tree, put the tabs in my mouth, and washed them down with the juice. Sitting there on the park bench on a Saturday morning, the sun shining, I thought, this whole drug thing isn't bad at all. I was intending to enjoy nature, and I even brought along a pen and some paper in case I was inspired and wanted to write some tripped-out poetry, just like a real hippie. For about two hours after taking Hong Kong Surprise, nothing really happened. At a certain point, I thought the grass looked a little more green than usual, and the clouds looked a little more like kittens and squirrels. But for the most part, there wasn't anything that trippy, wilder, freaktacular about any of it. That was until the Hong Kong surprise occurred. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone in a white sheet coming toward me. He was followed by another person with an alarm clock album cover fitted over his head like a hat. 
Behind him was a man in a fake mustache carrying a plant. And behind him was someone playing a harmonica and throwing firecrackers into the air. Then came a German shepherd wearing a jester's hat. The one with the plant approached me. This is surreal, he said, moving the plant close to my face. Next, the one in the sheet approached. Your mother's fat, he said in a creepy Bella Lugosi voice. The other started laughing, and the one with the album on his head said, Shut up, you idiots. When I heard the voice, I realized it wasn't all some psychedelic hallucination I was experiencing at all. It was the voice of Dimebag Duchesne. Suddenly, I could smell fried eggs. Look, I just want to enjoy my trip, man. Why do you guys have to show up here and bug me? What guys? The one in the sheet said, and still using the Lugosi voice. Yeah, what, what guys? Said the one with the plant. We're all in your mind. It was then that I realized I had been sold two tabs of ordinary notebook paper. I got up to go home. Hey, man, said Duchesne, sit back down, enjoy your trip. There is no trip, I said. Yes, there is, he said, and then he pushed me onto the ground. All at once, they all piled on top of me. Feeling groovy, Duchesne asked. As old as the Orient and as mysterious as the perfumed mustache of Dr. Fu Manchu. Enjoy the healing, hallucinogenic power of Hong Kong surprise. At first I struggled under them, demanding my money back. But after a while I, I gave up. Just waited in silence for them all to get off me. We lay there for what felt like quite a while. In no particular rush, just watching the autumn leaves fall to the earth. Occasionally, young kids playing in the park would wander over to the pile of us and ask what was going on. This guy's on drugs, Duchesne would say. We have to restrain him for his own safety. Kids, don't do drugs. I am not on drugs, I would say, and Duchesne would move his hand towards me through the tangle of bodies and limbs, slap me on the head, and assure the gathering crowd of children that that was just the drugs talking. Reaching the end of my story, I finished off the last of the bourbon, and I looked at my son with intensity. The point of my telling you all of this, Harry, is to impart to you just how horrible drugs can be, even when you haven't actually taken them. So I would advise you to avoid them. But if you ever do decide to experiment, let your old man know first. I could give you the counsel I never had. Harry looked around anxiously and said he would, but that he wasn't thinking of doing drugs any time soon. Then he asked me for the keys to the car and some money to take his girlfriend to a movie. Sure thing, I said. But before you get any funny ideas about what to do with this girlfriend of yours, you have to promise you'll talk to me first. 
I could tell you some stories about times when I thought I was having fun with my girlfriend indeed. But you know what, Harry? I wasn't having fun with my girlfriend at all. I can tell you stories about fun with my girlfriend that would make the dandruff on your sideburns fall off. Harry promised he would speak with me before ever having fun with his girlfriend or anyone else. And I gave him the money and the car keys. Then I leaned back in my Barca lounger and lit my pipe. I did a heck of an okay job with that kid, I thought. Then I picked up a copy of TV Guide and I settled in for the night. Macopolis, Jorge Just, Jeff Melman, and Dave Bromstetter reading the story of Father's Lesson. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bergwintonic, Crystal Duhame, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1 for Pacific Time and Wednesday evenings at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can download this week's official wiretap ringtone. Jonathan Goldstein. Jonathan Goldstein. Jonathan Goldstein. Jonathan Goldstein. CC. Jonathan Goldstein. It's really something. Announce your loyal listenership to the world with every ring of your phone. <laughs>